I think I got, if I can get this out, it's going to be good. But I have to get it on the first try or it doesn't count. And then I have to think of something else. <laughs> hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 188. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. And we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by going to M21 Jumpstart Street. Now hit our theme song! <laughs> Hey Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? <laughs> What's going down? <laughs> Whole tons going down. We're back for our second day in a row. We're going to continue with the best of the rest from both Jumpstart and M21 as we continue through the 13th preview season in the month of June. We're going to thank some wonderful people for helping to support the show. We're going to have a few laughs. And before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Yeah, very much so. I'm sure they've got all the jump starts and all the core set 21s available. If you would like to check them out, make sure you leave a comment in the notes that Ryan and Brandon for Commander Cookout sent you. Mm -hmm. Helps us out. Uh, doesn't give us any kickback from that, but it does let them know that their sponsorship, their partnership with us is uh, a thing of benefit for them. So They're super smart for doing it, which they are, but we just need to make sure that they know that. Yeah, for sure. So we've got a jam-packed show again. Brando's going to have quite the, the weekend of editing because these are always long and there's always lots to talk about and I'm sure half of what I say gets left on the cutting floor. <laughs> so let's get right into it. We've got some new patrons to thank. The patron nickname, the thank you, the FU is part of the Patreon benefit suite. Yeah, sweet, sweet, if you will. Yes, sweet, sweet of patrons. And today's first thank you goes to, here's the thing, two last names. What? But one is their current last name, one is going to be their new last name. But on Facebook, they use their new one, so I think we're going to go with that. Plus, it's a funnier name. Okay. Big thank you and F you to Dakota Urso. Dakota Urso. Yeah, like Dak. Dak Urso? Dak Urso, like Dak Prescott's, no, that's first name, damn yeah. it. That's not how that works. Dak Faden, also first name. Fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what was her other what was her other last name? Cole. So they have two first names and two last names? Yes. How do we call her? DeCole. DeCole so. I would go Dickhole, but I don't know. <laughs> like that might be a little too risque. <laughs> well, Dakota, big thank you and F you. You choose the nickname. It's a choose-your-own-adventure book. DeCole, DeColso, Derskol. 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 That sounds a little bit like Ursula. Oh, yeah, that's my dog. I love there her. There it is. Dickhole. Yeah, Dickhole. <laughs> There's up to you. You, we can, you can go anywhere from the very bottom of the deepest barrel you've ever seen to somewhere in the middle. Yeah, to somewhere kind of half-floating in the middle. Yeah. Like that eyeball swamp. Hell yeah, eyeball swamp. Is yeah, eyeball cool. swamp Urso. Also good. Also a good one. Also yes. good. Options is what we have here. Second big shout out to FU, Jackson Harden. That one is pretty easy. That's obviously Jack Hard. Jack Hardon. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's I like it. That writes I'm surprised that they even sent in their real name and then just say, yeah, Jack Hardon. How many people send in not their real name just to see if we can parse out what the nickname should be? If we can figure out what the dirty joke they had in mind was. <laughs> Well, anyways, Jack Hard, big thank you, big F you. 
For anybody who would like, patreon.com slash podcast is where you can go to help the show grow. Keep the lights on. We've got a giant fucking hosting bill for <laughs> the end of June that comes up every year. We renewed our, what's it called? Our our website hosting? The, like, I don't know, our bandwidth server Thing yeah, and, and, and we had to rebuy like commandercrooko.com that renews every two years. So it kind of is all coming out in June, which is totally fine. But the patrons really do help make all of that possible. Yeah, you 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 literally keep us on the internet. So we really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, very much so. And at commandercookout.com slash store, another great way to support if you're not ready, you're not interested in becoming a patron. There is stickers, coasters. I think there's two different stickers there. I think I still have the old ones posted. Ooh. There's a few play mats left. If you want to get them signed, just let us know. If you check out from your phone, it doesn't give you the option to... Request a signature, but you can send us an email to commandercookout at gmail.com if you buy a playmat or coasters and you want them signed. Yeah, I love signing stuff. Yeah, Makes and feel like a like a really like a celebrity, like a rock star. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, to- like I told lot. my kid he can't scream in the house until he's a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I ask him like when he's screaming or yelling or not using an inside voice, like, "Are you a rock star yet? Are you up on stage singing at a concert? No. We well, should you be yelling? No. <laughs> <laughs> then shut up." <laughs> That's fun. But you know what? All of that, that or all of that, that little bit of merch that we sell, the playmats and the coasters and the stickers, they do help us with the prize support. You know, we're giving away packs. We're giving away some of the coasters. We give away decks frequently or occasionally. We've given away the the most recent deck was the Golos one to Raf Garcia. Oh, yeah, that, the Golos uh, deck. I finally was able to procure and send to him now that TCG Player Direct is open again. Good. So he's got that. We're probably going to be giving a, giving away a deck eh, sometime in the next couple of weeks after the set reviews are over. Yes. Yeah, and the patrons do help out with all of that. They keep everybody in the nation keep getting their their sign up gifts and their their regularly scheduled arc. Gifts. With the postal delays, what do you think will be the first thing to arrive? Raf Garcia's Golos deck. Okay. All domestic in the United States. Yep. The Frosthaven game that I pre-ordered off of Kickstarter, which is due to ship in March. <laughs> like like this March or n- like N- next March. Okay. Or my secret lair stargazing set that I ordered back in February that still hasn't shipped. Oh fuck, dude. Raf's getting his deck before all of that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Or oh. the Brando altars that you've sent out over the last month. Oh hell yeah, dude. I've, I think some people are already getting those. I hope so. I've I've been I sat down like for a few days and I was just painting and scribbling and doing all sorts of stupid crap. So I hope that people like those. I think that they're fun. I have a great time making them, so I'm glad that people actually like them and want them. Yeah, very much so. And we've got some more of those white cards that people have either sent or I've opened up commander decks. I've got a couple more of those white cards. If anybody wants like ultimate Brando premium collector booster (laughs) fucking Brando altar tokens on white so they can be anything you want. Yeah, like you want me to actually draw something, which I don't know why anybody would ever want me to do, but I'm assuming we're going to get some pictures of the couple that I've sent out, and I think they're pretty funny. Oh, yeah, it's like the nicknames. We don't know why, but uh, here we are. Yeah, and of course you can tweet at us at CCO Brando and at CCO Podcast with those pictures of your tokens. Maybe, you know, turn sideways, just cream in some with them. Yeah, absolutely. If you extra points, if it's a gameplay photo, yeah, like an action shot. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Extra extra points if it's on a casting coach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google that. Yeah, no, no, don't do. Don't Google oh, that. Man, this is 2020. You can't even Google a casting coach anymore. Duh. 
Yeah. Oh, well, it's probably for the best that you can't because it means that things are getting better in the world. And that's what we're all about here in the nation. Yeah. And speaking of getting better, big shout out to all the new YouTube subs. We're still getting subs. I think people are still at home watching and listening to YouTube content. And I mentioned it on the pre-show a couple days ago. If you're listening or watching please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps us out a lot. It helps us with, you know, future sponsorship deals and working with editors. And, you know, when people come to the come to the page and see that we've got lots of sponsors, that is a little bit, uh, they're a little bit more apt to help us out. I also really like when the number goes up. Yeah. It's, I, it that's just me. Makes us feel good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a good feeling when it's like, oh, cool, I get an email and there's people that sub subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, this is that's fun. it. That's it. And almost half of our viewership is from non-subs and there's no reason for that. Yeah. Get on the nation. Yeah, just be part of the nation, guys. Get, get into the nation, I should say. Yeah. It's fun. That's it. We have t-shirts. Well, yeah. we have t-shirts. And you guys probably have t-shirts as well. You're probably wearing them. Yeah. You know what? On t-shirts, we've had some some requests. And I've been talking to a guy online that can drop ship them individually to the United States. So maybe size and color, if you're interested, commandercookout at gmail.com. Because we're getting to a critical enough mass that I think that we're going to order some. It would really behoove you to tell us a dark color and a light color such that we can put white text or black text on them. Please provide all of that information along with your size. And yes. then we can we can maybe start to parse parse out a, a an agreement, a, an order. We'll work it out. It's going to be good. Yeah, there it is. Should we talk about some cards? Yeah, got, whatever. We have lots to get through. There is a ton of good shit in this set. Not just reprints. There's some good new stuff. There's some great reprints that I think we're going to get to our... Our second, not major criticism, but Brando's big concern. Okay, in so this this show, we're gonna start with Jumpstart, the the old jumpies, <laughs> and we're gonna go in Wooborg color order. New cards, all first, and then go to old cards. Yes, or reprints, and then we're gonna do the same with Corset Twenty One. And we're gonna have to fly through some of this shit. Hell yeah! Where should we start? Let's just start at white at the top. It's just let's start from the top. I guess Blessed Sanctuary is probably one that we should talk about. Enchantment for five. White, white, three. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to you and creatures you control. What? Non-combat damage. Oh, so no burn damage, no earthquake damage. Blah, That's blah, blah. right. Okay. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, create a 2-2 white unicorn creature token. Goes into that Emil the Blessed unicorn deck. Yeah. Goes into lots of decks. This is a This is a good card. That doubles your body count when you're casting non-creatures it gives you bros it gives or sorry you when you're casting non-token creatures it gives you bros gives you protection from a lot of the like big storm out comet storms and earthquakes and yeah of note card. it doesn't give you protection from exsanguinate because that's life loss correct okay how about supply runners that's a dog that's our first dog of the day dog of the day it Neat. is a 2-2 two -two for white four when it enters the battlefield put a plus one plus one counter on each other creature you control that's fun. Ooh, yeah, that is, it's five mana for that effect, but yeah. if you have lots of creatures, you're going to maybe get more than five power in plus, and then you're going to get a 2-2 two -two body attached to yeah. it. And we're going to talk about dogs. There's some M21 dogs that are yeah. pretty, they're give, They're starting off dog tribal with a bang. I mean, <laughs> do we move straight into blue? Yeah, like there are a lot of things that we could discuss and, and say this goes in that deck or this goes in this corner case deck or this strategy gets this. But it's like, ugh, either everybody else is talking about it or it's just really niche. Yeah, so, we're, so for the jumpstart stuff, we're just kind of going to hit on the things like, hey, this is kind of in generally 
this is generally pretty good. Like that unicorn card is generally really good. It doesn't just go in unicorn tribal. It goes in lots of white decks. Versus Corsair Captain, which is the three mana other pirates you control get plus one. And when it enters the battlefield, you get a treasure yeah. token. Rad picture, rad card goes in. Misform Ultimus. Air quote one deck. Well, two decks. Two decks. Misform Ultimus and Pirate. Tribal. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Which is the same deck. Yeah. Just for the record. Yes. 100% agree. What about Scholar of the Lost Trove? I don't know if this is actually playable, but it's... You know what? You give it a read because it's new and it's too small for me to read from across the studio. <laughs> Plus your microphone's in the way. It's a 5-5 five, five Sphinx with flying for blue-blue 5. Holy shit. When it comes into play, you may cast target instant sorcery or artifact card from your graveyard for free. If an instant or sorcery is cast this way, you exile it instead of putting it back in your graveyard. Ooh, so what's a 5-5 five, five flyer worth? 5 or 6? 4. Four. Okay, so you get you These know days, two, two or three mana worth of free instant or sorcery, but you could actually get like ten mana worth if you got like your fucking time stretch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what that card does. Obviously, uh, into the black stuff. Yeah. Uh, Which of the Moors? I think is one we're gonna see. I heard a lot of people saying I want to cosplay as this card with all the arms, mannequin arms, and lanterns and apples and shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, give that one a read too. I don't have it right in front of me. It is a 4-4 for Black Black 3, Human Warlock with Death Touch. At the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, each opponent sacks a bro, and you may return up to one target bro from your graveyard to your hand. Cool. Yeah, that's going to, that's, I guess that's going to do work, right? It's a 4-4 Death Touch, which is cool. It's a card that I think you could, again, it just sort of, you can drop it into a black deck. If you're going to gain some life, just kind of drop it in there, and it's good. It gives you recursion for your dudes. It's got a cool picture on it. It's appropriately costed for how powerful it is. It's just a cool card. There it is. Sometimes the card is just cool. It's worth playing. That's that's analysis by Brando. You hit on all the uh, on all the points. As we go into the mono red stuff, we're gonna again stop for just a second on Muxus <laughs> because rock hard. And then we're gonna keep going. What about hey? What about we've got a couple minotaurs here. We've got lightning visionary, a two one prowess for red one. It's a minotaur shaman. That's important. It's not quite as good at face value as something like grizzly bears or or the death touch one or the lifelink one in other colors, the flying one in blue, for example. But it's got prowess. So if we're casting lots of spells, it's gonna get a lot bigger. It's, it's cool. It's just it's a minotaur. So yeah. it 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 behooves us to mention it. Yeah behooves us huh? ah. so they're supporting minotaurs in the same way maybe they're going to support dogs going forward like maybe we're going to see some actual minotaurs I think lots of people want to play minotaur tribal yeah get your didgeridoos kids yep I'm glad I have one I traded mine for like four bucks to face to face games at one of the opens last year. I thought I got mine from mine from you. I traded it to you like three years ago. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I got it. I thought for sure I got it from you. Oh no, I do have one because I have a f complete set of homelands. There you go. Why the fuck was that in homelands? There was like two minotaurs. They just had no idea what the no, hell they, they didn't were know doing. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't That's know. Destroy all cards from the homeland expansion. That's just a good card. Yeah, apocalypse, apocalypse chime. Free, 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 free. It's a real card. That's what sound it makes. Let's go into some green shit, and we'll talk about a card that I'm sure lots of people are super pumped about in Branching Evolution. Yeah, yeah. I That's ordered a little bit differently because Scryfall. Yeah. But this is an enchantment for green two. If one or more plus ones counters would be put onto a creature you control, twice that many plus one counters are put on that creature instead. So that's like doubling season, but just for plus one, plus one counters. It's like super shitty doubling season. 
it costs three instead of five. And if you don't care about other types of counters, like loyalty counters or, or creatures or creatures or infect or whatever, it's probably better than doubling season because it only costs three. That's a good card. It goes in the Abzan plus one plus one counter decks and the Masaryk plus one plus one. Counter yeah, deck. I was gonna say the uh, the the. Golgari plus ones like Masaryk and stuff. Yeah, that is that's a card. That's a real card. Yeah. Let's talk about cards that are just. I don't know if they're insane, but they're insane in Allosaurus Shepherd. Yeah, this card has got me considering life choices in Animar. Yeah. The first line on it is like sure. The second line on it is like what the fuck, and then the last one is just a bonus. Yeah. Okay. So it's a one-one elf shaman, relevant creature type alert. For green, relevant mana cost alert. One, one for one. Yes. Allosaur Shepherd can't be countered. Sure. Fine. Whatever. There are cards that have a similar line of text to green spells you control can't be countered. Which green is Green spells. Green spells. Not creatures. Green spells. Yeah, so Gaia's Herald and the, the, the enchantment creature from Theros say creatures you cast can't be countered. This is way better than that. Those cards, like Gaia's Herald can be countered where Allosaurus Shepherd cannot be countered. And those ones also come out on turn two and three, not one. Yes. Additionally, this says green spells. So if I'm casting an Overrun or a Worldly Tutor or a Green Sun Zenith, those spells also can't be countered. Then if I cast my my Elf, my Priest of Titania, my Animar, it can't be countered. What has me considering real life choices is I don't want to have to alter this card and take something else out of my Altered Art Animar deck, <laughs> and also Walking Ballista and Ancestral Statue are creatures that I need to not be countered that are not green. Painter's Servant, baby. Painter's Servant. Painter's fucking Servant. See, it's been unbanned. It's everywhere. He's so good. Yeah, Painter's Servant goes on black, though, in Animar, because Animar has protection from black. Well, you should... I have green. to consider another layer of life choices now. <laughs> what if I put Painter's Servant on green? then none of your stuff gets countered, ever, for one. Oh, why couldn't this just say fucking black spells can be countered <laughs> on a green card? Then it would be perfect. Oh, that would be so perfect. No, but I, without Painter's Servant, now Animar can't be countered with this. Yeah. And with Gaia's Herald, it also couldn't be countered, but Gaia's Herald can be countered. And it costs two mana? <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, Allosaurus Shepherd is good. Oh, right? yeah. Well, it's got another ability oh, that yeah. we haven't even fucking read yet. Yeah, whoops. Okay, green, green, four. Until end of turn, each elf creature you control has base power and toughness, five, five, and becomes a dinosaur in addition to its other creature types. So it's still an elf. So all of the elf caring about things that you're also like playing priest still- Priest of Titania. Yeah, still count, but they're also five, five dinosaurs. Because why not? Yeah, why not? and Animar, I think- just because that's where this card would go for me, Animar plays five or six elves. So it's not negligible to make all of my one ones into five if I just so happen to, you know, make a bunch of mana with something like uh, bouncing a Peregrine Drake. Like you do that. Yeah, I'm, yeah it's, I mean, it's totally a it's medium. Off the, it's sort of a tangent, Allosaurus Shepherd also goes in my CDH deck, which makes it so that my Rurikthar can't get countered. And I also play a whole bunch of those elves, probably the same ones you do. Oh yeah, you know the yeah. one, the the one drop ones that make like mana. Yeah. And you know the other one drop ones and the two drop ones too that make mana, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Priest of Titania and Bloom Tender. Yeah, whoops. Yeah, those ones are like 
totally medium card. Yeah, whoopsie doopsie. Let's keep going. All right, last green card. Do we want to talk about Towering Titan? I feel like she's kind of corner case. Uh, yeah, she's a little bit corner case. I don't know. Let's give her a read. She's zero zero for six. So you know, somebody's ears are perking. Yeah, up. somebody's happy about this. Towering Titan enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the total toughness of other creatures you control, and you can sack a creature with Defender. All creatures gain Trample until end of turn. Total toughness of creatures, so she's going to go in the like the door and the siege tower decks yep. and other decks that care about toughness. And it's of note. I think there's a defense formation or a whatever enchantment in here that would also work with her. She's very good. Yeah. And then you can sack a creature with defender to give all creatures that includes your opponent's creatures trample. So she's also got a really sick combat trick in her where somebody's attacking into an opponent and you want them to die. You can give somebody's oh, team trample. I love those. That's like, it's like berserking your opponent's creature, right? Yeah. It's you just, double your opponent's creature's power to kill your other opponent. Then they have to sack their creature. It's just, it's cool. Yeah. I like I like stuff like that. So good on them for that one. There um, it is. I want to talk about these lands real quick. Can we yeah. talk about the lands? Yeah, these are cool. You know, first thing, just in case you're going to say anything negative about them. I'm not. Oh, nope. well, I'm still going to say what I was going to say. Okay. Love the art. Beautiful, colorful. I love deep blues. I like greens and purples and yellows. I like pinks. I like the even the the swamp one has a lot of nice color mixed in. I think that Thriving Grove might be one of my favorite land arts. Legit. Not cool. even, no, I I love these lands. And I like them for all sorts of reasons. I like that they're common, so you're gonna open a pack and you're gonna get one. Yep. I like that they're essentially dual lands. I like that they're super great fixing in tri lands. I like that they come into play tapped so that you can keep them at common and everybody can get them. And I like that these are going to fill land slots for new players who can't go out and buy expensive ass lands and they can have great fixing for virtually zero dollars in every one of their decks. I love these lands. Yes, generic names that are tied to each other thematically in ability and nomenclature and the arts are not tied to any plane. So you can, they could... Print these ex forever. Yeah, expect these in C21, Commander 21 precons. Good. Yeah. I yeah. Would, Instead I would... of Guild Gates or Gainlands. Yep. And because screw Guild Gates and Gainlands because these are, I think they're just better. These are better because they give you a choice in three plus colored decks. There are reasons to play Gainlands and, and Guild Gates in decks. But if you don't have those reasons built into your deck as part of your strategy, these are probably better if you're going to play comes into play tap lands that give you two colors in yeah. three plus color decks. Yes. Yeah. I, I super like them. I'm 100% behind them. And I mean, I know you're not supposed to play lands that come into play tap, but some people can't afford that shit. And for those people, here we go. Yep. Welcome to Commander. Here's some good lands. I agree. Fuck ha yeah. Hard agree on all of that shit. Let's take another just minute to respect all of the basic art lands so in cool. this in in jumpstart yeah basic art lands i did i say that right you know what basic i mean land arts yeah I, I get you there's the charging unicorns is cool the dog one people really like is it the fetch land that you wanted ryan it isn't the fetch land that i wanted <laughs> but it's the one that we got along with fabled passage please god make those not the only fucking fetch lands we see this year <laughs> the lighthouse island is cool they're all cool yeah. there's something to be liked about all of them look at the mill one did you even notice the mill one? Look at the guy's head. It's an island of a head with a millstone. It's the art from Millstone, but it's raining. I like that. That's fucking That's cool, cool as hell. Hey? Look at the flying boats one, the book one. Look at the tower one with the demons on it, the hand. The, the zombie hand. That's like the god hand from Berserk. If anybody's ever watched Berserk, 
the, they'll get a cool throwback to yeah, that one. Yeah, the graveyard zombie one, the eyeball one, the Phyrexian ones. Yeah. You know, lots of people are liking the Phyrexian one. Yeah, lots of people are hard as shit. It's got Phyrexian one. language on it. That's cool. Yeah. I like the I like the island, the eyeball swamp, the best. That's my favorite one. Yeah, it's my and favorite line from the. You set. know what? Look at the mountains. You've got it. Looks like a minotaur maze. You've got the mountain with the face on it. The you've got ones that are exploding. You've got ones that are overrun by goblins. That is cool. Yeah, and it's super subtle, so you got to like really appreciate it by looking at it closely. You got to pay attention. The lightning one is really neat too, where there's all the lightning going up the mountains. Yeah, I think those are cool. If those those mountains in... look like light, those are lightning mountains. Yeah, like, those would be so awesome if they could be in foil. They're not, but oh my god, you might see something like that um, in foil just because the art lends itself to it so nicely. Yeah, maybe some future like MF promos or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, they got the cool Venus flytrap forest. They got the cool dinosaur forest. Oh, I haven't even seen that one yet. They've got the ant forest with the with the walking tree things. Yeah, they got the they got the crouching tiger hidden tiger. Forest. Well, yeah. Do you think there's a Do you think there's something else hidden in that art that we just haven't seen yet? Hopefully, it's a dragon. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've got a bamboo one. A shout out to the alternate language, like 1997. Alternate art bamboo forests that I paid two dollars for that Evan needs now that are like a hundred. <laughs> Here's your bamboo forest, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got probably the coolest terramorphic expanse. Is that the only other art for terramorphic expanse? I'm pretty sure that it is. I thought there was two. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm probably wrong. It's Evolving Wilds that has all the different arts. Yes, and now we've got a second art for terramorphic expanse. I dig which, it. Yeah, which I guess it's it's just kind of a needed little bit of a reprint because we haven't seen terramorphic expanse since like what m10 yeah we've seen evolving wilds a bazillion times and now terramorphic expanse kind of comes back they're they're cool yeah i like the i like the trope or the meme with evolving wilds in that it it was the same card but it always turned into a different art for different planes that it was on terramorphic expanse kind of doesn't have that same ability based on its name to do that maybe that's why we haven't seen it but it's back now hooray all right, let's hit some of these reprints. We'll scroll down. We'll see anything of note. We'll talk about them. Yeah, and I mean, there's good stuff, but I think for the most part, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Magic Social Media, Facebook, anywhere there's Magic cards being posted, you're going to see the prolific reprints in Jumpstart. So let let me say the thing. Let me let me start it off with. Okay. Here's, this is my my criticism. We'll that, start in the hole and then we'll climb yeah, ourselves out. That isn't a huge criticism. It is all of these reprints in M21 and in Jumpstart. They're awesome. They're incredible. They're in not premium product. That's, Other than the, the price tag that a 20-card booster is going yeah, to demand. Which better goddamn not be that much because there's so many fucking land in them. Yes. What the hell is going to be left that's really exciting for the new Commander set? Oh, that's like a real question. And there's there's ton of, there's tons of stuff. There's lots of big value reprints, but you want those marquee cards. You want those... Here's your doubling season. Here's the Oracle of Moldiah. See? Yeah. Here's all these. See, we listen to you. Here's all these commander staples in the commander set that we want you all to buy. And with all these great reprints that I'm really excited about, I feel like the only thing left is fetch lands, which is a faint hope at best. And only five cards. Yeah, and only Six five cards, cards if you a, count Vista. Yeah, in a monstrous set. And yeah, you know what's funny is there is going to be seventy or whatever legendary things in Commander Legends, most of which will be new. So you're already eating up seventy whole slots in that product of two hundred or three hundred odd cards, whatever it is. I don't remember off the top of my head. I was having this discussion separately before we even talked about this with Chris Von Doom on Discord, and he said the same thing. 
I think because it's a draftable product, Commander Master or Commander Legends, that is, it's going to be filled somewhat with the mind stones and the chromatic lanterns for mana fixing the arcane signets the sol rings can you imagine ripping a, a sol ring out of a booster a foil sol ring out of a booster of commander masters that feel pretty good you need stuff to build decks with if you get your four packs of commander legends to build your commander sealed deck with or your six packs or whatever it is so that's one thing that's going to be in there is the mana rocks that we're so obviously not seeing in Jumpstart because it's designed to be played with basic lands that you get in the packs. Right. But also, imagine a world where you crack your Commander Legends pack and you see another Oracle of Moldiah in there. Yeah, if, if they were to reprint these reprints, oh shit, that'd be awesome. Yep, and another Shieldred. You know, it, it's going to move from a, you know, a $17 card or whatever it is to maybe, you know, an $8, $6 card. Make it a $2 card. Do it. What if we see another Ristic study? It's going to go from, you know, the $28 that it is to, and it's at rare and jumpstart, so it's going to go down. What if we see it in Commander Legends again? We see Smothering Tide in there to go along to supplement yeah. the, the, the powerful cards you're giving white, right? So we're going to see maybe some of these again. Maybe we'll see a Cathars Crusade again. We got it in jumpstart. Maybe mm -hmm. we're going to get it again. Here's hoping. But I just, I'm just hoping that they'll do that and not just because again, like I was one of the people, and I'm still on the train that they're just going to print all this goddamn chaff, and you're going to buy this twenty-five dollar booster, and it's going to be just full of fucking crap that you already have. I hope not. And you know what? We are a little bit the outliers. We're going to open up Commander Legends packs, and other than the legendary creatures, I think there's going to be two per pack. We might, you and I might have every single card in the pack except for the two legendary creatures. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. Now, are we still going to crack it, drink beers when we get foils? You're goddamn right we oh, are. Oh, fuck, I can't wait for 20 card yeah. open flippy dot drinkies <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> All so right, that's, that's the start of digging out of our hole. Yes, there we go. There it is. Uh, we talked about Cathro's Crusade. Cool reprint. L card lots of people play. People like that one and should continue to like that and play it. We'll continue on. Yeah, that's a good one. Next one, I want to talk about Duelist's Heritage, an enchantment for white two. Whenever one or more creature attack, you may have target attacking creature gain double strike until end of turn. The cool-ass white card. Whenever man. one or more creatures, your creatures can attack F.U. Smitty and I can give it double strike. Yeah, I like it. Yep. We talked about that, how that's a cool thing. They're getting Path back in the set. That's nice to see. Yep, those that are one's still, get, getting expensive, right? Yeah, those are still a few dollars. It's nice to see those come back in. Coastal Piracy, while it has a strictly better upgrade being printed, is cool to see at Uncommon. Of course, we're excluding the Legendaries because we, we talked about them yesterday. Yes. Ristic Study, we already talked about that. Controversy aside, it's a fucking good card. It should be a common. I will always argue that it should be a common because that's what it was back in the greatest magic set of all time, Mercadian Masks. Uh, prophecy. Prophecy is part of Masks block. It's fine. But this is the world we're living in. Ristic Studies back. Hopefully that will bring the price down to a more reasonable level. Yep. Vidalkin Archmage. People sometimes forget about this card in their Sisse decks. This is blue two for a zero two. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, draw a card. This card was... 13 or 17 dollars or something only printed ever in mirrodin dang yeah and it is exactly 
for all intents and purposes in your Sisse deck, it is Sisse number two in your 99. Sick. Yeah. Also, there's a thought scour with some of the most disturbing arts you're ever going to see on a card. Yeah, and I love the new templating. Target player mills two cards. I wish there wasn't reminder text on everything, but that's how it is in these sets. And then you draw a card. That's a cool one. That's a good one. Bot artist. People like bot artist. People named not Brando like blood artist. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like the card? This is a reprint that I, I didn't remember where this was even from. Cemetery Recruitment. Uh, black one for a sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. If it's a zombie, draw a card. Do you like that card? It's fine. You've got a... You've got a ghoul color gisa deck that is essentially just black one draw card raise dead like that's what that card is it's not too bad it puts it back in my hand so i have to play it again and i have more efficient ways of getting things from my graveyard just back into play yeah like anime dead at the same mana cost yeah i suppose if it's got an etb trigger you're still going to get that from anime dead too yeah it's it's fine it's i don't know bad. it it's replaces a... itself though right it's not a bad card it's i don't know if i'd play it in edh because again I'm, I'm not a big fan personally of those just sort of draw two lose two type oh, effect yeah. yeah so i think i there's just better stuff for me to do but it's not a terrible card and if you are a person that plays those kind of value cards, it's kind of a, it's kind of a draw two if it's a zombie yeah okay and you, then you don't lose two it's just draw two for two but it's a zombie yeah and you get to pick one of them it's yeah it's okay fun. that's cool seeing exhum again is neat um exquisite blood we talked about that yesterday how it's Hopefully that'll bring the cost down. Yeah, that that guy's twenty some, right? I my foils are probably holding their value if these don't have foils in them. Yes. Cool. Phyrexian reclamation coming back. I think that was a not super expensive, but it was sort of on its way up. Rise of the Dark Realms is a card that I forgot. Oh, dude! I forgot about that card entirely until it was reprinted. And I was like, oh my, oh my god! That and card's expensive. It's like thirty bucks or something. Not and no mo. I hope. Yeah, hope hopefully not. You know what else was expensive? Reanimate, also getting printed. Yep. Shout out to one of my favorite cards of all time, Rager Phyrexian. That is. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord. We got Chain Lightning and Lightning Bolt in red. That's awesome. Yeah, not really EDH really playable, but uh, we've, cool. we've both jammed Lightning Bolt. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. Yep, my favorite deck has a Lightning Bolt in it, so... I think my current Kalamax deck has a Lightning Bolt in it. There we go. Because nothing feels better than doing nine with a Lightning Bolt when you copy it twice. Playing Magic yesterday, I have my uh, Let's Do One Torbrand deck, <laughs> and I had a Torbrand three... Do you have a Lightning Bolt in it? No. Oh, it, Lightning Bolt doesn't do one, Ryan. Oh, yeah. But all of my things that do one turn into bolts. So I had a Cavalcade of Calamity and three Goblin tokens, and I attacked into F.U. Justin. And for them attacking, he took three. And then from all of the Goblins that hit him, he took three. And from all the Goblins that he killed while he was blocking, they all died. And because I had a Bogart shenanigans, he still took three. Hit him for 18 by attacking with three one ones. Excellent. <laughs> it was. Is that F.U. Justin's first F.U.? I think so. All right. Well, I'll sell. I'll, I'll tell him in person next time I see him at the coach in the mall. There we go. A uh, big, big reprint in Crater Hoof Behemoth. Yes. Oops, I win. Dot card. The original Oops, I win card. Finally coming back. Hopefully that'll bring the the cost down and won't have instances of him showing up in decks going up too much. Because yeah, you know what? I think that it will. Crater Hoof's price kept it kept it in decks a healthy amount in the format but it is the de facto win in green 
especially considering that finale of Devastation is the green one that lets you pump X and search for X and blah, blah, blah. Like also an expensive card. So Crater Hoof being reprinted a couple times in the last year or two or whatever is going to help drive the price down. It's going to show up more often. So it's going to be the type of card that maybe you're going to have to have conversations about if it's getting to be too prevalent in your meta, particularly if something like Worldly Tutor is reprinted in Double Masters or Commander Legends. There's another one. Yeah, that could be a, yeah, that could be a thing. Yep. Yeah, and that card desperately needs a reprint. I would expect to see it in the next year. Yes. Uh, Elvish Archdruid's back. He was getting up there. Yeah. Cool Elvish Lord taps for some 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 mana. Momentous Fall. Here's the big one. Here's the biggie and yeah. the elephant in the room. The Crater Hoof in the room that isn't Crater Hoof. Yes. Oracle of Moldia. We finally got it. Finally is happening. Can't get your foils, but you can get your Oracle of Moldia. There's no reason for this card to cost as much as it does. Yeah. And with luck, this will stick around and bring it down to a more reasonable level. I hope so, and I hope we see another reprint in this calendar year. The only reason it got so expensive, I think, is because Commander has boomed over the last two or three years, and there wasn't any product that it was in that could fight that booming price tag that went along with the format booming. And it got so expensive they couldn't put it in anything that wasn't going to drive the price up of one precon like True Name Nemesis or Umazawa's Jite did. Sure. They can't put it in a regular set because its its name is tied to Zendikar. And they can't put it in, you know, some ancillary product or precon or whatever. Yeah. Just and, like it's not. And they can't do a functional reprint of it because. Then you've got the people who have, have Oracle of Moldiah and the affordable one, and then all of a sudden it's like, holy fuck, the lands deck just got a big-time big, big time boost. Exactly, and this card is ridiculous. I remember getting mine for like a buck. They were a bulk rare. Yeah, I think I pulled mine. Binder. I think I pulled mine out of a pack. Yeah, I traded all. I traded for my like six of them and my foil that I have for. I think it was one card. That's funny. It eh? was crazy. Yeah, like just hindsight, right? You never know. Yeah. I'm all the way down into artifacts now. Big shout out to the Animar players and Ancestral Statue. What? What? Harold's Horn. That was a tribal thing. Only ever printed in C17 in the tribal decks. I, like, had, I had no idea it was worth so much damn yeah, money. Yeah, like 17 bucks or something. No reason for that. Still no foil available if jump starts aren't available in foil. We sh- really should have found that out. But ah, whatever. You know what? I'm flying by the seat here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, it's too late. It's too late. Scarecrow's coming back. Another expensive one. Yep. Man, there is just, there's some good-ass shit here. There sure is. And then Phyrexian Tower and Riptide Lab bring back the, I know we're not saying what all these cards do, but they are all staples, so you probably know. Yeah. Like, these are cards that show up all over the place, and they cost you between 5 and $45, and they shouldn't. And hopefully this set will help bring that more into line, so people can play a little bit higher power deck and kind of not get in on the ground floor, but get in on the floor where they sell the socks and underwear. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? You could also go to the basement if your malls have basements because that's usually where they sell the kitchenware, appliances, and silverware. That's that's the truth. Yeah, and you can get your artifacts there. <laughs> oh, we should also mention Ugin the Spirit Dragon. He's collector number one. He's the first card in the set. He's that a, is, that's big Oogie. That's uh, M21, which is what we're moving into right now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you clicked on a different tab I didn't even notice. <laughs> I do the show good. Yeah, Ugin is coming back. I'm glad to see that, too. I kind of want one of these for my Atraxa deck, as it gives me another, like, control card slash win condition, 
which I like to kind of weasel in there as I can, but it was always a little bit too rich for my blood. So Dude. I'm, I'm glad to see Big Oogie getting a, get, making a comeback here. This is the richest card. You know when you have like, and you're having like a really rich, deep, deep beer, and you've just got like cream cheese and cake and just a nice, dark, thick, strong beer, and it's just rich. And you got to go to sleep after you've eaten that because you and just you get, had too much. And you much. get to sleep after it and your blood is just like thicker than syrup. <laughs> that is Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Yeah, man. Eight mana, but who cares because minus X, each permanent with colors. No, what is it? Minus X, exile each permanent with converted mana cost X or less. That's one or more colors. <sighs> just mean, fucking kill everything. And he's a seven loyalty walker. So you can hypothetically just drop him. Boom. Erase everything. Yeah. If you don't want to do that, though, you can just lightning bolt something, which is cool. And that, real quick. that puts them to nine loyalty. Like, what's killing that? Yeah. Like, crater hoof. Yeah. Who if cares? somebody's just really afraid, they'll oh, crater hoof your Ugin instead of you. Yeah. 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 Man, that is. That's the shit. Yeah. The ultimate. You gain seven life, draw seven cards, and put seven permanent cards from your hand into play. Sure. I mean, I've, I've done that. Oh, I've, I've, done, I've done that ultimate. Oh, yeah. I've seen that happen before. You know, what I, you know how I did that ultimate? I minus X'd for like five, just destroyed everything, and then just upticked three in my Vivictus Asmati the Dire deck just by polymorphing everybody's shit that I didn't want them to have. And then eventually I just, you know, filled my hand back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just, in, in my plans, I'm going to play him in Atraxa. I'm going to play him. I'm going to proliferate him three times. I'm just going to do that first. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's my plan. I don't know what I don't know what anybody else is doing. But that's it. Okay, let's. But Ugin aside, let's look at Corset twenty twenty one. Sure. And I think you know what I think these are not organized by reprints and news. So let's just let's just hit them all at once. Sure. sure. Uh, Bane Slayer's back. That's fine. I don't care. She's not much of a commander card, but she might make impact in standard or draft, especially. But. There she used to be the bane of my existence. That's why I point her out. Nah, yeah. I see what you did there. Okay. Uh, what about? Get this. This is the bane of our actual existence. Avon Gagglemaster. <laughs> it's a goose. It's a Gagglemaster goose with a big ass sword. It doesn't even need it though. Oh, it's a, It'll just peck you to death. Son of a bitch. What does it even do? Flying when it enters the battlefield, gain two life for each creature you control with flying as a four, three, four, five. That's a fine card in your bird deck. It's a goose. Don't fuck with it though, I'm telling you. Just want to punch it. Okay, Basri Ket. He is an Amun Ket planeswalker. Is and that he, where he's from? Yep. He was, um, th- I don't know why I know this lore thing. At least I hope this is true, because now I'm, otherwise I'm going to sound like a goof. He was the the white Amonket god, um, Kefnet. He was one of, like, Kefnet's... No, Oketra. Oketra? Yeah. He was one of, like, Oketra's priests or something. Oh, yeah? yeah? That's that's what I read somewhere. Cool. And that's cool, because I really like Amonket, and here's a dude from Amonket. He has a funny haircut, but other than that, he's he's fine. He has abilities, including... Uh, he's a white, white, one for three loyalty planeswalker, plus one, put a plus one, plus one counter on up to one target creature. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Minus two, whenever one or more non-token creatures attack this turn, create that many one, one white soldier creature tokens that are tapped and attacking. And minus six, you get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn. Create a one, one white soldier creature token, then put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Whew. Wow, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there, including... 
there's also a lot going on is what I mean with his lieutenant and his solidarity. Bastery's lieutenant, Bastery's solidarity. Yeah. More plus one, plus one counter stuff. Protection from multicolored on Bastery's lieutenant, which is cool. It's going to slip past a lot of commanders. You know, the, you know the kinds of decks where it's like, just mana rock, mana rock, enchantment, who cares, cast my commander, and it's like a Muldratha or some other multicolored card. Sure. Well, now they can't block because I've got Bassery's Lieutenant, and it's Vigilant, so three, four Vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus one counter on target creature you control, so it can target itself, which is fine. And whenever Bassery's Lieutenant or another creature dies, that we control dies, if it had a plus one counter on it, we get a 2-2 two -two Knight. You get a White Knight. Cool. It's, it is a white knight, but it's also the card white knight. Oh, yeah, because it has Vigilance. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Also, Bastery's Solidarity, two mana sorcery, put a plus one counter on each creature you control. Seems small. Like, remember when I talked about defensive formation and whatever Ravnica thing, and you were like, ah, it doesn't matter. you got to cast during your main phase. You get plus one to your creatures, whatever. Well, turns out if you've got lots of creatures, giving them all plus one could mean like 10 power. Yeah. Right? So sure. Bassery Solidarity, two mana to do that. And who gives a shit about plus one, plus one counters when you have a fucking containment priest, baby? Yeah, that's a cool reprint. Hell yeah. I think mostly that's for, like, modern and and pioneer. But also, we just get another one now. It's not, you know, now it's not 15 bucks. Yeah, man. It, cool. I, I like containment priest. I will play that in a deck. What about Idol of Endurance? Do you like that one? It's the artifact. It's the white artifact. Two and white, when it enters the battlefield, exile all creatures with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard until Idol of Endurance leaves the battlefield. You can pay white one tap until end of turn. You may cast a creature spell from among the cards exiled without paying its mana cost. It's cool. but I, And I probably will play it in decks where I play lots of hate bears. It brings my hush, my hush bringer back. Yeah. It, it does lots of good stuff, so I probably will play it. I think it's pretty corner case, and I think it more is aimed towards going in the deck like mine that's kind of a staxy control deck. Control deck. It's doing the Sabine's Reclamation and Sun Titan thing, and if it gets destroyed, the cards you exile co go back into your graveyard for your Reclamation and your Sun Titan after. So it it's kind of a, a very low-risk type card it, 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 low risk high low risk high reward yeah it's a, and if you can i don't know if you can blink it you can keep like getting that creature that keeps dying going back in like it'd be good in like a brago kind of shell yeah if you want to be that guy yep okay that's a cool one ruined halos getting a reprint here's one that i like revitalize again it's happening we're starting to see that white card draw white one gain three life so healing salve but for one extra mana what do we get draw, draw a card, card. There it is. It's small, it's subtle, but it's flavorful. It's tied to white. It's doing something that we don't give a fuck about, but we also get to draw a card. We've got ways to get that back, maybe. Uh, I think it's kind of cool. I think it would be better if it was a, like, instead of it being an instant, what if it was that little bottle of, like, potion he's drinking, and it was an enchantment that you sacrifice, and it was two mana? When it enters the battlefield, gain three life, draw a card. Then we could sun tighten it back. We could sun tighten our our enchantment or our artifact little bottle of fucking white mana revitalized potion. Every that would be flavorful too, and it would be way more meaningful. And and that's why it's an instant. Yeah, because fuck white. Still, yeah, because right? you'd be cycling it all all day. Do you like nine lives? I don't think I, with solemnity where you're like you're you're indestructible now. I like um, bizarre trader. No, um, donate. What's the one? Donate and then you just bounce it and you kill your opponent. <laughs> That's kind of cool. It's, it costs three. 
It's an enchantment with hexproof. If a source would deal damage to you, you prevent it and put an incarnation counter on nine lives. And there are nine or more incarnation counters on nine lives. You exile it. When nine lives leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. Can we target it if it has hexproof and our opponents control it? No, we can't. No, you can't. Fuck. Bounce it with mass bounce. Yeah? Yeah. Or like target it with something and then donate it? Does that work? No, no. that wouldn't work. No. Ah, that sucks. Oh, what? Just just donate it then tranquility and just destroy all enchantments. Those are like tranquility type effects or cards that we want to play anyways. Yeah. A Chroma's, a Chroma's Vengeance. There you go. There it is. Cool. <laughs> hey, we're getting a cycle of legendary shrines, enchantment shrines. So, I don't know, do, do we just want to say that there's a, a shrine of each color to go along with your Kamigawa shrines, yep. and then there's a five-color legendary shrine, not a creature, but it'll go in the shrine deck. Yes. Is this a nod that we're going back to Kamigawa in the future, like the Phyrexian land from Jumpstart? Hypothetically. I don't know. These shrines don't look Kamigawa in Kam Kam in I don't know how to they say don't look it. Ninja like at all? No, not a ninja to be seen. Not well. You don't see ninjas unless they, it's nighttime and they're fucking karate chopping, ninja chopping you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Speaker of the Heavens goes infinite with Intruder Alarm. Cool. It taps it through an angel. That's right. Vryn Wingmare. That is a little bit of a Staxy, Haiti, non-creature spells cost one more to cast type thing. Maybe you like that type of stuff? It's okay. I don't know if I'd play that one because it's a shitty body on an overcosted card, but it's cool. Yeah, two power flyers, not something that isn't going to get in. That's true. It's going to be something that will get in is the positive spin on what I said. Yes. All right, let's hit the blue stuff. We talked. We thought about this lots. We went a little bit deeper on white because... Like, it's finally getting some of those more traditional advantages, so all the people that don't want to play stacks can play white and feel good about it. Yep. And so we might, like, pick up the pace a little bit as we continue on through the rest of the colors. Yeah. How about discontinuity? End the turn. It's like, what is it, time stop? Yeah, but if it's our turn, it only costs uh, blue two. It's fine. Blue one. I'm sure there's all sorts of degenerate uses for cards like that. And if not, it'll be a super fun meme. Yeah. Like, how many times has something been happening on a turn? You just go, time stop. And they look up at you and go, what? <laughs> and like, 0% of the time has it ever happened. But now we can say, discontinuity. <laughs> discontinuity. What? What are you talking what? about? What do you mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, nothing. Pursued Whale. That is Moby Dick. It is. That sounds like a nickname we would give somebody. 100%. Yep. That, well, it, it's part of the hunted cycle, too. I wish it would have been called Hunted Whale. Oh, but, that would have been good. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's It's... In the same vein, but it's now not part of that cycle based on nomenclature. Yeah, it's an 8-8 eight, eight for 7. And it gives somebody else a pirate it, that attacks. It gives turn. all of your opponents pirates, doesn't it? Let's just read it. When Pursued Whale enters the battlefield, each opponent creates a 1-1 one, one red pirate creature token with this creature can't block and creatures you control attack each turn if able. It makes all of their creatures attack. Yeah. Yeah, not us necessarily, but whatever. Spells your opponents cast that target Pursued Whale cost 3 more. It's a cool card. Yeah, and it's a relevant creature type for the Sea Monster deck. Yes. Notable reprint, Rewind, counter target spell on tap four lands. Sublime Epiphany. Give that baby a read. Okay, here we go. Blue, blue, four for an instant. Choose one or more. Ooh. Counter target spell. Counter target activated or triggered or ability. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Create a, a token that's a copy of target creature you control and target player draws a card. Wow. Casualties of blue. Yeah. 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 
It wow, just does hey? all it does everything. That does cryptic command plus plus plus, hey? Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a good one. We're gonna see a bunch of that. And I I don't know, I think it's six that in EDH. I think that's fine. Yeah, you're gonna probably save it for counter target spell, but then you're gonna be able to create a copy of a creature, draw a card, and bounce something. That's probably what you're gonna see. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get to see all three of the most popular modes on cryptic command except they all happen at once yes for six do we 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 talked about him yesterday we we dunked all over the fact that he has a billion fucking arts it's teffrey master they're all the same yeah Yeah. they're all the same art teffrey you play him he's not going to be that big of a problem as long as you're focusing on planeswalkers in your meta it's going to be a difficult thing to kind of get rid of in planeswalker super friends decks and you're going to definitely want to try and stop him from getting to 10 but it takes him seven turns to do that no it takes him two rounds of the table in commander because you can activate him on everybody's turn yeah it takes two two rounds of the table to get yes. there so teffrey master of time blue blue two for three loyalty planeswalker you may activate loyalty abilities of him on any other player's turn anytime you could play an instant his plus one is draw then discard Minus three is target creature you don't control phases out. Minus ten is time stretch, which is take two extra turns. Woof. It's a lot. It's the, the power level of that card is high. It's compounded if you have Teferi's Ageless Insight, which is just lets you draw two on a legendary enchantment. Whenever you draw one, you draw two instead, mm-hmm. which is fucking good. Yep. Uh, Teferi, yeah. Put him in your Planeswalker deck. Replace the weakest three or four mana Planeswalker. Yeah. It's just good. He's just a good card. I don't think he... I I saw lots of people saying he was going to break the format and da-da-da-da. I don't think he's that good, but I think he is going to be obnoxious and he is going to create some, like, grumpy people at the table because he is going to be a threat that needs to be addressed and I'm not sure every deck has the ability to address him in the way that he should be addressed. Yeah. Play creatures, play the plethora of Planeswalker Destroy spells that we now have, both from Corset 21, but things like Heroes Downfall as well. The D-Spark, anything, just get them. Yeah. Just yeah. get them. Shout out to the Predator Handshake meme in Bad Deal. Yes. Just just throwing that there. Yep. But let's look at some black cards. We've got, g- give us the truth, Brando. Grim Tutor? Oh, baby. Oh, now, do you want the truth or the truth? Which truth do you want? Mostly just the truth. Okay, Grim Tutor is a great card. It's I'm glad that it's been reprinted. If any of you have pre-ordered this at $100, you need to stop, go back to wherever you pre-ordered from, get your money back, and then re-pre-order them because this card is going to not drop like a stone, but it's strictly worse Demonic Tutor, strictly better Diabolic Tutor. Yes, if you paid $100 for this, you... You need to... Not do undo that. Undo that. You need to undo that mistake. Grim Tutor is, I'm so happy that it's being reprinted. It has badass new art on it. It's a fucking cool card that needed a reprint and and it to bring it down to the price point that it should be at, which will or which should always be lower than Demonic Tutor, but higher than Diabolic Tutor. Yeah, so currently Grim Tutor, 23 freedom dollars. And so that would be like... 35 Canada goose dollars. Canada goose dollars, yeah. Yeah, $55 for the foil. That's so if, fair. If you pre-ordered these at 100, yeah, you could get two foils for the same price. Yes. So, yes, so just be aware of that. They're a great card. It's a great reprint, a really good include for the set, but I don't think it's going to be the game-breaking thing that Yeah, and you know what? The the what is what's the black 5 mana one that if you have spell mastery you get dark ritual? Diab Diabolic Intent? 
Nope, that's a that's a sacrifice a creature. Death wish, dark tutelage. There you go. Is that it? I don't know. The five mana one that dark rituals you if you have two or more spells in your graveyard. That one is peanuts cheap, and in most decks is going to be two mana once you have five mana, and is for that reason better than Grim Tutor. Yes. Yeah. Grim Tutor is only expensive because it was only printed in starter. And nobody fucking bought starters, so... Yeah, because nobody played Magic then. Yeah. In in comparison, lots yes. of people played then, but in comparison to now, the demand is such that nobody fucking played starter. Yeah. Okay, Liliana Waker of the Dead. School marm Liliana, as we call her around the CCO Nation yeah. table. Can't see shoulders, can't see wrists. I bet you you can't see her ankles. I guarantee you. Whole baby, but if you could see her ankles, though. Oh, they're probably really nice. Yeah. Uh, She is a four loyalty planeswalker for black, black, two, plus one. Each player discards a card. Each opponent who can't loses three life. That's very on brand for Liliana. Minus three target creature gets minus X, minus X, until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. That's pretty good. And minus seven, you get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn. Put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste. Holy fuck, Jesus. These all have lots going on. They're except for the Garrick. Words, yeah, except for... Why did Garrick get hosed so bad? Ah, Everybody was so pumped Generic Garrick, and he just had a card last set. Generic Garrick? G- generic. Generic. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, that's it. So this card's good. Shout out to the showcase frames for the Liliana cards, because they're cool. They're purpley. The the bottom of the type line in the middle of the card kind of looks like it spider webs out a little bit. I dig that. Which is visually very unique. We haven't seen really anything like that. It kind of makes them look like old school, I don't know, like old school hot rod, like pinstripey. I would love to do altars like that. Sure. Pretty cool. The Liliana's devotee, Liliana's standard bearer, and Liliana's steward all have the same treatment. And the devotee, uh, notable zombie lord, even though it's not a zombie. And Standard Bearer, Liliana Standard Bearer, is pretty cool card for other formats, but I like it in Commander as well. Zombie Knight, Flash, 3-1 for 3. When it enters the battlefield, draw X cards, where X is the number of creatures that died under your control this turn. Helps you rebuild after that Wrath, and since you're probably playing Zombie Tribal, the next thing you do on your turn is probably bring back all those creatures anyway. Yeah, you're going to sacrifice all your zombies to your... Your what's the one that gets plus one plus one counters but can't block? Carrion feeder. Carrion feeder. You sacrifice to your carrion feeder. You play Liliana Standard Bear, draw a bunch of cards, and then get all your zombies back with Rise of the Dark Realms or you know Twilight's Call. Yeah. As long as there's no Graft Digger's Cage in play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. I like that one, and it, it's a zombie, so it fits right in, right? D- dig it lots. Um, the I think that this might actually be apart from. Oracle, I think that this is the reprint I am personally the most excited about in Massacre War. Very much so. 6-5 for 6 enters the battlefield. Your opponent's creatures all minus 2'd. And then anyone that dies when this is on the battlefield, your opponent is going to lose 2 life. Very cool. Yeah. It, it's a card that was worth... It skyrocketed in value. It has amazing art on it. The showcase art on it is super cool. But I, I just don't think it warrants the insane price tag on it and i think people should be able to play this card because it is very good it's very black and it is a cool win condition to build around so i'm glad that this one's making a comeback yeah is that showcase that's some kind of promo art isn't it i don't know i think that's the one it's the dark bordered mythic i think whatever it is it's cool it has the same massacre worm so it kind of looks like he's a chub 
and it looks like he's at a little bit of a different angle, even though he's the same guy. I'd call him Chubzilla. Yeah, he kind of gained some weight, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Probably from eating all those creatures. Yeah, Hell love eating yeah, creatures. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see Massacre Worm come back. Yeah. I like Necro... Necromentia? Yeah, I was just going to sound it out, <laughs> but you got there. <laughs> Choose a card name other than basic land card name. Each Search target opponent's graveyard, hand, and library for each card of that name. You exile them, and they get 2-2 two, two zombies for however many you exiled. So, you know, if you're playing Petitioners, Rats, Apostles, or Seven Dwarves, yep. you're going to eat a whole bag of dicks. You're welcome. Well... Not necessarily because you're going to replace all of those, especially seven dwarves. You're going to just replace all those dwarves with more with zombies. Yeah, I suppose that's okay. Yeah, which is fine. Not really a commander card, I guess. Yeah, th this one is kind of like Slaughter Games or um, I can never remember the name that's of the one that's actually good. It's like the same thing as Slaughter Games, but it can't be countered in that it, it just wrecks your opponent from their, their thing. You get rid of their Tefries. You get rid of their, in my case, the Squad Hawks or whatever it is you want to get rid of for three mana, and they just get a bunch of shitty 2-2s. Two They're going to be way less threatening than whatever. They're, the key card in their deck that's now gone. Yeah. That, yeah, is, yeah. that is a good-ass card. Good card in metas that you're playing with the same players all the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you know your opponent's decks very well and they have a, like, they just hinge their decks on certain things, Narcomentia can be playable, but mostly it, I think, is a 60-card format type type card. Yeah. Peer into the Abyss. You make somebody draw half their deck and then lose half their life. You can just, like, double that in double draws or double life loss if, if you want to do that. I like Village Rights. Oh, baby. Black for an instant. Sack of Creech. Draw two. That's some depressing art, hey? Oh, something, something, something is going to happen. Something bad is happening yeah. on, in there. Yeah. Let's talk about Brash Taunter. I have been waiting for this <laughs> card for my entire life. Brash Taunter is a 1-1 red for indestructible goblin. Whenever he has dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. Red 2 tap. Brash Taunter fights another target creature. Yeah. I love the new stuffy doll. I love that somebody could just drop their crater hoof. And you can go, oh, how many creatures do you have? 10? Okay, your Crater Hoof's at 15, 15. Uh, Brash Taunter, take 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that one for sure. I like Brash, Ta Brash Taunter a lot. I will play him in a deck. You hit like a kobold. That's his flavor text. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What about the new Chander? You're a Chander fan. Um. I like the art. I like that black background. It I like the art. Good. I actually like the Planeswalker deck one better. We might have time to get to her later. I don't know. But uh, she's a five loyalty Chandra for red, red, three, plus one, discard your hand, then exile the top three cards of your library until end of turn you may play cards exiled this way. That's fine. Yeah. Red, you're out of cards lots of the time anyway. So you'll just draw three. That's pretty cool. Another plus one. She deals two damage to whatever you want. So she shocks something. That's fine. Minus nine. Search your, search your graveyard and library for any number of red instants and or sorcery cards and exile them. Then shuffle your library. You may cast them this turn. Add six red mana to your pool. Ooh. So that's, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. That's cool. But, you know, we, it's like a... Four turns away. It's yeah. like, I don't know. If you're going to play her in EDH, I would think it's because you're playing her in mono red, where your card draw options are fairly limited because you plus one to draw three. Yeah. With her. And that's that's fine. You're all in red at that point. She's cool. Uh, I personally like the other one a little better, but 
that doesn't make her good. Let's let's just be clear on that. Yeah, what about Incinerator? Whenever a source you control deals combat damage to an opponent, Chandra's Incinerator deals that much damage to target creature or planeswalker that player controls. Non-combat damage makes it cost less, is why it's a 6-6 six, six trampler for one. Yes. That's cool. It's I, a 6-6 six, six trampler for one. Yeah, That's dope. Uh, lots of people have asked if I'm going to play that in Norin. The answer is no. I just, because why? Like, it's a 6-6 six, six trampler for one. What's it going to... What end is it going to bring you to? Yeah, it'll... Like, the perf damage will help me do stuff but ah, no that's what's going to win you the game this yeah. a six six isn't going to help win you the game and you're not yeah. getting attacked really because you're dispatching creatures your opponent's creatures so often this is an aggro card not a control card yeah yeah okay conspicuous snoop we talked about him yesterday he is a badass he is going to win games he is going to blow people's minds he is a two two for two play with the top card of your library revealed he, you may cast goblin spells from the top of your library and as long as the top card of your library is a goblin card conspicuous snoop has all activated abilities of that card he is going to devastate people. Listen to yesterday's show for the combo with him. Yep. He's he is the truth. He is the real deal. Watch out for him because he will end games lots of the time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So much so that Commander Light, aka Legacy, is even talking about that guy reviving in some part goblin decks. He could do it. Cool, yeah. He is Double double vision. How about this? Whenever you cast your first instance or sorcery, you copy it. That's an enchantment. And, and notably, you can do that. You can cast instance on your opponent's turn to have them copied. Yep. Cool. Fiery Emancipation. Six mana to triple all damage. That one I will play in Norin. I'm going to try that one in Norin. <laughs> this one I will play. What are you going to yeah. cut? Well, I, I have do you a, play a Furnace of Wrath or something? I don't. But I do have a suite of cards in that deck. I went through it and I, I itemized everything. And there's a suite in that deck of eight cards yeah. that are always on the block. Yes. I will cut them as soon as something I think is cool comes along. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like you they're in your maybe board. They're maybe yeah. in, they're maybe out. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, I'm just gonna cut one that costs six. Fire emancipation's going in, and I'm gonna try and six people every single turn with a perforos. That's so sick. Oh, that's that's gonna, so six. That's yeah. <laughs> Excellent. X excellent. Oh, it keeps getting there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I, scrolling through red. Oh, you don't hear transmogrify. It's polymorph, but transmogrify in red. Sure. So you just you you exile target creature, and then that creature's controller reveals the top card of their library to hit a creature put into play. Cool. cool. Uh, another Norin card. I'm going to try Terror of the Peaks. Five, oh four, yeah. Five four flying for red red three spells your opponents cast that target terror of the peaks cost an additional three life to cast whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control that's the key terror of peaks deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target so Norin comes back in shock something Norin comes back in shock something Norin comes back in shock something equal to that creature's power is Norin a two one? He sure is. Oh there you go yeah I was gonna say why you why do you care about one damage after spending five mana and then you still have to have like keep this around and and there are other things like it'll come in and then i'll get a mirror with it and that'll do one to something there's lots of incremental value i'm going to get out of that guy plus he's a five four with flying yeah that that if that was an enchantment that costed like three or four no No. but if you're gonna if you're gonna get you know all of that incremental norin damage is how the deck works if you're gonna then get 10 or 15 damage out of that because it's a flyer do it that's worth five mana that's a good ass card and it will get played yeah Okay, on to green. How about Elder Gargaroth? What the fuck? What? 
people are always in. Oh, green gets the best cards. What the hell? And then Wizards is like, no, we're not totally buffing green. Look, it's totally fine. And then they print the, Elder Gargaroth. In the same set as Baneslayer. Remember when Baneslayer was like, what the fuck? I'm quitting magic. Baneslayer Angel's in modern now? I can't even play modern without Baneslayer Angel? And then this is just like... Baneslayer what? Yeah, who's, who, who's? What's a Baneslayer angel? Never heard of him. Never, ever once heard of a Baneslayer angel because I have a 6-6 six, six Vigilance Reach Trample for Green Green 2. That three. Comes, three. That comes, might as well be two, <laughs> comes into play. You either get a 3-3 three, three body with it, you gain three life, or you draw a fucking card. So this can block Baneslayers and kill it because yeah. Baneslayer, it's not a dragon or demon. Yeah. It beats Baneslayers in a fight all day. It And then it also beats your opponent after their Baneslayer is dead. Yeah. And it also replaces itself. Or if you were getting beat by Baneslayer for whatever reason, you can gain three of that first attack back from the Baneslayer. Or you can just get a beast so you can do nine to the Baneslayer fucking player instead of six. <laughs> This card is ridiculous. Fuck, man. It's ridiculous. Did they not learn from Questing Beast? They obviously didn't learn. At least this doesn't have Death Touch. Ugh, dude. <laughs> Garrick Unleashed. This is a four loyalty, four mana Planeswalker with a plus one that is going to do some work. So, like, it's not so generic, but it's... it It's fairly unexciting compared to some of Garrick's last incarnations green green two for a four loyalty planeswalker plus one is giant growth plus trample onto a creature uh minus two you get a three three beast then if an opponent controls more creatures than you you get a loyalty counter on garrick so minus one instead of minus two minus seven you get an emblem with at the beginning of your end step you may search your library for a creature card and put it into play that's it's really good but it's that generic it's like okay this is it's a green thing doing green things it's not exciting it's not off the wall it's just yeah what, this this planeswalker could have been any green planeswalker i think i yeah you're probably right it, you know what it, it fits with garrick because he's buffing and making beasts and stuff right but yeah big money reprint in heroic intervention yeah 15 16 bucks or whatever it was now not permanent you control gain indestructible and hexproof until end of turn instant for two are Pretty you good. surprised that they used the original art with the johnny on it when a johnny does not appear in the set i kind of was i kind of was too i guess now that you say that but it's it's a fairly generic card that could have just been a generic Leonin, and we have cats in the set. This just would have been a really cool moment. Like you could have given Garrick a really cool art there, where like he comes in with the axe, and he's not cursed anymore, and he oh yeah, that's he, yeah. He saves a something, a little dinosaur egg or something. Like that would I don't know. I just think that would have been cool. It's a missed opportunity. They could have used Garrick's uprising for heroic intervention art. It's another. It's in another in the long line of cast a creature draw card spells. Yeah. Or enchantments. You could yeah. have done that for sure. So put that in your big creature draw cards deck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lanamore Visionary. This is a cool one. People are ragging on this a little bit because it's like good card plus good card doesn't equal good card. Lanamore Elves plus Elvish Visionary gets you Lanamore Visionary. Green 2 enters battlefield, draw a card, taps for a green. It's a 2-2. Two, two. It is exactly Lanamore Elves and Elvish Visionary combined. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think that's... For old guys like us that know that those two cards exist, yeah. this is exactly those cards. You know what else is cool? Huh. I think it's cool that they put a Dilophosaurus in. That's the 
this the poison spitting dinosaur from Jurassic Park. There it is. So he's he's a death touching dinosaur for four. That's why it's cool is because he's the the yeah, and he scared everybody <laughs> as a kid. That's yeah that's yeah that. yeah. Uh, scavenging who's got a reprint? Yeah, you know what? Lots of reprints for that now. I think. It's been reprinted a few times, so it's not like a $25 card anymore, but... Still good to see him around. Always welcome, yeah. Moving on to multicolored, there was a couple that I thought were cool. I thought of you when I saw Leafkin Adventure 4, 3 Elemental Druid, green, red, 2, tap for a green, or you can go red and 7. (laughs) (laughs) And it deals damage equal to its power to target player or planeswalker. I think he's cool. I think he's cool. I think he goes in Xenagos decks more than like Omnath or Elemental decks like you have, but I thought of you. I I thought of me too, and I appreciate that you also <laughs> thought of me. I was thinking like, oh, there's got to be somewhere I can play this. There's got to be one. Yeah. But I'll, I'll get one, and I'll be really happy that I have it, and that's cool. I'll, indulging indulging Patrician, let's just talk about how, how sexy that art is. And it's not because the lady on it is sexy, it's because that's... That card is going to just be beautiful in foil. Yeah, that is cool. That, I should mo- say Elvish Visionary be nice foil too. Yes. The- this this card is cool. I love how the female vampire is obviously the vampire and holding up the obviously not vampire male. It uh, it's it's the the cool do- bats in the background and stuff. I, I, you know what? Hold on. It's it's like the traditional fantasy art makes this piece ironic because it's usually the man holding up the woman. It's the male vampire dominating the female victim. But in this time, not only is the the female vampire holding up the male victim, it's it's all like the flavor text ties it in to the the female vampire being in the position of power. I I, I like everything about this card. Bonus points because the vampire also kind of looks like Poppy. Yeah, bonus points because it's the three mana flying life linker, kind of <laughs> reminiscent of Vampire Nighthawk. Sure, sure, cool. Okay, do we talk about Sanctum of All? Yeah, give it a read because we haven't about, read any of the shrines. Let's talk about Sanctum of All. For Wooburg, you get a legendary enchantment shrine. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may search your library and/or graveyard for a shrine card to put it onto the battlefield. If you search your library this way, shuffle it. Sure. Next paragraph. If an ability of another shrine you control triggers while you control six or more shrines, that ability triggers an additional time. So we have this plus 10 other shrines now. Pretty cool. That's lots. It's pretty neat. There's lots of shrines. You got to have like 60% of the shrines in existence, 55% of the shrines in existence to make this thing trigger. (laughs) Yeah. And let's be real clear here. Some of the shrines... Aren't very good. No, but if you and, have 10 of them. And lots of them are very overcosted. Yes. How come this wasn't if you have 10 shrines win the game a la Maze's End? Cowards. <laughs> Next card. Watcher of the Spheres makes birds cost less. That's important. Cool. F- flying creatures cost less. Cool. Sure. Chromatic Ori goes infinite with shit that untaps it. Cool. Of course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notable, you can... Not spend mana as a mana of any type, just color. Just color. Yes. Yeah. So of you, course, it also adds a bunch of colorless. Yes, you can still get your drowsy with it. They yeah. thought everything over at Wizards. Hey, they're, yeah. they're so thoughtful. Ooh, <laughs> there's a fucking statement I'll get crucified we, we for got, online. No, it was ironic, dude. It's true and it's ironic because no. they think about lots of stuff and then they put their mo- their foots in their fucking mouths before they say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I wonder if they thought how their foot tastes. 
No, if they, they thought of everything, they would have thought of that. Dude, they probably did think about it. I think they just like how their foot tastes. Maybe they just like feet, yeah. Nah, no kink shaming in CCO no, Nation, no, right? Absolutely not. We're just nope. pointing it out, man. That's it. Here's a here's a solemn simulacrum reprint. Cool. That's cool. They gave us the the medium art. They didn't give us the newest, newest art. Yeah, I'm glad it's not like brick, concrete, blockhead guy, the original <laughs> art. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, but I, I actually like this art. It's it's kind of neat. It's very like yeah, trans Michael Bay Transformers on Cybertron. Yeah, they don't look like anything. But yeah, still it's cool. like how does that thing transform? Yeah, like it, and then it turns into like a a very clear representation of like the Hubble telescope or something. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Um, do we care about Hunt Spark Hunter Masticor? Mm -hmm. Remember there was a time when Masticors were incredible. Is is this a not, is this a return to form for the Masticore? I th I think so because it it does the Masticore thing, which when you cast it, you discard a card. Or uh, traditional Masticore was I think discard a card at the year during your upkeep, yeah, or whatever a, it was, right? You're losing cards for them. Protection from planeswalkers. So any of those Chandras or any of those destroys or minus Xs, not gonna get them. Hell yeah. Cool. Pay one deals one damage to target planeswalker. In most cases, that's pay three or four, destroy target planeswalker. Yeah. Exactly on rate if you compare it to any of the three or in this set five mana cards that destroy target planeswalker. Going to do it, but for no colored mana, which traditionally you need like black black to do. It gives everybody access to a way to just kill a planeswalker. But wait, there's more. Uh-oh. Three mana. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Heck yeah. So if those pesky super friends decks are running damage to all creature type or or sweeper effects, fuck it. It's still alive. It's still going to kill your planeswalkers. Best part, you can deal three to one planeswalker and just tap out all the rest of your mana on on like the end of player four's turn to just kill other planeswalkers. I like it. Yeah. I like this Mastercore. It's a good card. This is a cool one. It's going to see play in... In decks. It, it, it's the kind of card that you put in your deck because people play Planeswalkers. It's on rate for protection and three mana, th three power creature. And in established metas where you know Planeswalkers are a thing, like in ours. Yeah, in our in our meta, there's going to be lots of Spark Hunter Masticors because I play some Planeswalkers in decks. Smitty has a Super Friends deck. Yep. Like they're they're going to come up. So this is a this is a good card. Yep. You, every time you open one of these, you're going to be like, cool. I have one of these, and that's great. Yep. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peep this. Animal Sanctuary, baby. <laughs> Need a foil straight into Misform Ultimus. There's two cards going into Misform Ultimus, probably. That pirate might go in, and this will go in 100%. This is cool. Actually, I kind of want it for my snakes, because it makes snakes bigger. Yeah, you add a colorless. It's a it's a land. You add a colorless. You could pay two, tap, put a plus one counter on target bird, cat, dog, goat, ox, or motherfucking snake. No owners allowed. <laughs> no owners allowed. <laughs> oh man, that is the coolest card. I like it. I'm not usually into the cutesy wootsy stuff, Me but neither. I'm gonna I'll pick up one of those just because they're cool. Yeah. Uh they reprinted the gain lands. They reprinted the scry lands. The scry lands. Which is cool. Th okay. That's, that's Scrying fine. is good. I don't know why they've left this this typo for so long, but they seem to have misprint misspelled uh Prismatic Vista. Oh yeah. And there's a fabled passage, but I'm 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 pretty convinced that that's just a typo. Yeah, you know what? I found a bunch of typos in this set, actually. Uh, Bloodfell Caves 
is a misspelled bloodstained mire, and blossoming sands is a misspelled windswept heath. Yeah, like you dismal think- backwater too, and jungle hollow. And scoured barons, all of these are spelt wrong. You'd think that at Wizards, with all of the money and all of the people that they have at their disposal, they could find somebody to spell check these damn sets. Yeah, and you know what? Papa Hasbro, I'm sure, would love to have all of the cards in the set spelled correctly Mm -hmm. because that's how they make money as the seller of this product. The the secondary market might make more money off of misprints because people like oddities and rarities, yeah. but Rugged Highlands is very not even close to Wooded Foothills. And I think that would be something that even lay people like us would be able to recognize. Yes, I think that you know even based on our minimal understanding of how these things work, I, I think... And yeah. English as a first language, never mind. Absolutely. Like, I, we would appreciate be just if they would correct these these blatant, blatant uh, spelling errors and just, just fix them before the set comes out. That's right. Yes. So good to see those all, all being reprinted again. Uh, we got a bunch of basics as per the use. They are all reprint basics. I believe so. I'm looking at them. I recognize yeah. all of them so far. Um, they made some good choices, I think. The mountains are cool. All yep. of them are neat. Um, the forests, I think they could have maybe done a little bit better. But Sela V, that's just one person's opinion. You, hey, you like these borderless planeswalkers? We got sh- we got shoulder strapless Lily. There that we go. That looks pretty nice. Yeah, I like that one. I like that dress. I like the Liliana. I like the Ujin. The other ones, I kind of take it or leave it. I like the Chandra. I like the flame going across the uh, the whole art like that. That's nice. Uh, her face just looks crazy. Well, she is crazy, isn't she? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe she's enraged. What's her heart of flame? Maybe her heart is... she got heartburn. Maybe. I'd be mad if I had heartburn too. Yeah, that's it. And then the the showcase... We we talked about this before the show. You look at like the showcase arts of this one. To go from the comic book yeah. mutate creatures of Akoria to this is such a letdown. I think as far as core set goes, the showcase arts in this, like the white one doesn't look like much of anything. Neither does the blue other than like the darker, fancier frames. The black one looks very black. It's got, it's a little bit spider webby. The red one looks very red because it's got flames on the bottom, which is cool. And the green one looks kind of green, kind of ornate, like woven like dried leaf fabric that elves might wear for armor or clothes. So sure. like I can see it. Yeah. And the, the basic lands are really cool. I like the, the text box thing The that those mountains are incredible. Um, uh, yeah, uh, not a, you don't yeah. like them. I like, I just like the fire with the fireball. I think that's cool. I, I think they're going to look cool in foil as they, all the specialty lands always do like the, the yeah. stargazing, um, Ones from Theros look cool, yeah. right? These ones will look cool in foil. They specifically highlighted kind of, they kind of give a back glow to the the mana symbols in the text boxes to make them look good in foil. That's why they do that kind of stuff. They're illustrated in such a way that there's a lot of light coming from the back of the piece. They're oh, yeah, very they, backlit. They know how they're foil. They, they know, know how they're foil. Yeah, they they know exactly what they're doing with these, and they're they're. I think they're doing a great job. I also appreciate that the planes is also on Amonkhet because I like Amonkhet. Yeah, and so I'll have some planes. I'm like, ooh, I'm happy I have these. I hate when I open foil lands. Like, ah, oh, darn it, I don't like this one as much. Yeah, look at the alternate art 
borderless cards. There's Containment Priest, Grim Tutor, Masker Worm, Cultivate, Scavenging Ooze that has like 700 different alternate arts now, and Solemn Simulacrum with the good, good art. All pretty cool. Wait a minute. Yeah. Cultivate? Is in this set, yeah. And it's a rare? Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait. Uh, Is, am I thinking of the right card? Yeah. Yeah. Like EDH staple cultivate. Mm. Just place place Sky Shroud claim cultivate. Just play any other fucking ramp card cultivate. K- Kadama's Reach cultivate. Kadama's Reach. Cu- yeah. It's a fucking rare. Yeah. I take back every good thing I said about this set. This set is trash. Get your Tefries and cultivates. <laughs> what the hell? Oh. Oh. Ooh. Tell me about Chandra's Flames Catalyst. Ooh. I'll give it a read. It's a five mana. Sorry, it's a six mana. Red, red, four. Planeswalker. Five loyalty. Plus one. She deals three damage to each opponent. That's cool. That's neat. Maybe we could triple that with that 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 uh, triple thing. Deals nine. nine. <laughs> that's pretty fucking good, man. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Minus two. You may cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn without... Um... You have to pay for it. Oh, yeah, you got to pay for it, but then you exile it. Okay, so it gives a flashback for its mana cost. Cool. And then minus eight. Discard your hand, then draw seven cards. Until end of turn, you can cast cards from your hand without paying your mana cost. I knew there was a free something on that. Yeah, there, that minus eight is something. Oh eh? yeah, like this is a good ass planeswalker. She's going right into Norin. She's six mana though. You the, keep trying all the, these Chandras for six, and you cut them all. The, I keep cutting them for other Chandras for six though. <laughs> yeah, and they get d- and sooner they get or later. Better. You're gonna learn. They get better every time. And this one, I think, is the one. I think she's the one because her plus one is just straight up does Norin shit. She straight up just does what Norin does. The, the the bottom one lets me get any one of my instants or sorceries back, which essentially doubles my ability to devastate both lands and creatures, mm-hmm. which is excellent. And that minus eight, in Norin, it might not win me the game, but it's going to bring me back when I have a bunch of planeswalkers and nothing else. But well, so you've, you got, guys, you've got lots me... of sweepers, right? Yeah. So if, if you have to just plus, plus, plus because you don't need sweepers, your Chandra is going to tick up. If you have to minus down because you have a sweeper in your graveyard then you're going to get your sweeper in your graveyard. So it, yeah. I can see that it does both things that you want, yeah. and then the draw seven at minus eight is, like, actually p- fucking good. Yeah, like, it'll actually give... It'll reestablish me instantly in a board that I have wiped out with an obliterate or a decree of annihilation or whatever, right? Like Even I'll, just a volcanic fallout or a... Yeah, like... Anger of the gods or whatever, right? Yeah, so I, I think that... Th- I think she's the one. I think she's going to be great. But she's six. I'm, I know she costs six, but that's... The price you have to pay for power, Ryan. I suppose. That's just the price that we all pay. I suppose. And then we have some extended art things on all the rares. That's fine. Yeah, looking good. They're the, they're fine. Keep the non-foil rares in a attainable, low-cost price point that we all like to see. Yep. And I think that that's what we like. I think that's as much as people rag on collector boosters and we also rag on the super packs sometimes... I think that they do help while everything's still in print to keep those rares accessible. If you want just a regular old non-foil yeah. rare, yeah, because there's the just there's low. so many rares in those super packs, right? Yeah, so and, many rares in and, them. And and like when you're going to pimp out something, you don't give a shit about like a rare or even a foil. You want the full art, no border foil of the card. Probably, I think lots of people want those. 
And so it just helps keep the price of stuff down. Like Azusa will probably drop even further because people are going to be cracking super packs looking for full art foil Azusas. Yep. And, and you're going to awesome. get regular art Azusas in there just just because that's going to be a card in the pack. Yeah. So and the regular ones will go down. Yeah, I can see that. That's good. So I'm I'm totally down for that. I actually have come like kind of full circle on the general super pack box. Um, All right, and I good. think that they do a, a needed service for people who want to come into the game and just buy some shit that costs too much goddamn money. Yeah. And they are also still serving the crowd that wants the expensive stuff. Yeah, and the people that want the expensive stuff and all the bling, hell yeah, that's there for them too. They're servicing the people that want to drink when they open cards too. Because on our last two Super Pack videos, we broke world records on how many of those little beer bottles are in the bottoms. Oh, oh dude, there was like there was like twenty or there was like forty on one or something, seventeen <laughs> drinks each or fuck whatever it was. Oh, super packs. Last last thing, last thing. We've got the promos, the promo pack ones that have the dark borders. There's the selfless savior, the dog that sacrifices to make something indestructible. Neat. That's your best friend sacrificing himself. Yeah, I don't like that. It's a it's a very noble card. Should have yeah. been a should have been a dog noble. <laughs> There's pack leader that has ultimate uh, alternate art gives dogs plus one yeah super duper su superman dog yeah that's cool hey there's eliminate that destroys planeswalkers with converted mana cost three or less it's not going to get most of the planeswalkers that you really need fucking dead but it's going to get the three mana ones which is a non-negligible part of the population there's lots of them coming this way they kill your your narsets i guess they are going to kill Dak Faden. They're going to kill Narset. They're going to kill Oko. They're going to kill... Renan Six. Renan Six. They're going to kill at least one Jace. They're going to kill at least one Teferi. That fucking Tybalt. They're going to kill both Tybalts. Yeah. Any of those Flipwalkers? Yep. So there's there's a non-negligible number of targets for that. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And that Elvish Visionary is going to get a dark border print as well. That's going to look nice cool there it is that is core set 21 and jumpstart that's going to be a mong mongoloid episode for brando to alter oh. to edit i mean sorry <laughs> but you know cco nation you're worth it absolutely you are i i never regret spending time on things that are going to bring enjoyment to all of you uh on that note thank you very much for being here and listening to us as we have traveled through the 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 maze of mirrors that are the two sets that are being released side by each in the coming oh, weeks. Oh, wait. The maze of mirrors that are all of the different Tefri arts that literally just like mirror versions of each oh, other. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I did it by accident. That's it. But thank you so much for coming along with us. Thank you so much for inviting us back again to into your ear holes and your eye holes and any other hole that you have us in each and every week. Thank you so much for the support. Without you, we would not exist. Thank you so much to face2facegames.com for your continuing support. You are Canada's biggest magic store and you are a place where we like to buy cards from and will hopefully arrive in the mail very soon. On that note, M21, I think, is probably one of my favorite core sets I've seen in a long time. I know Ryan's into it. I think Jumpstart, initially, I was kind of against it, but I've really come back around because it's given us so many cool cards, and I hope it will result in many more people being able to play Magic with me, with decks that the, we are going to talk about on an upcoming episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme songs! Yeah.